solutions to save America one show at a time. Are you ready to get on board? You told us when it could be time to panic. Well, is it time to panic? Well, let me just tell you folks, it's never going to be time to panic because we're never going to give up. We're not going to give up on America. America is worth it. America is worth it fighting for. America's worth not giving up. And while we have that attitude of not giving up, we are constantly going to be searching, strategizing, coming up with ways to prevail. We've got the basics. We have we have millions and millions of Americans that are fed up. Can't wait to do something about it. There will be a series of ideas that people come up with based on Dealing with the fraud that we know we have to deal with. You're not alone. You're not a singular individual all by yourself out there trying to fight these people by yourself. There are 74 million plus and growing. We're not going to give up on America. From sea to shining sea. Three hours of bold truth and excellence. The Wendy Bell Radio Program. Welcome back. Hour number two of the Wendy Bell Radio program. Delighted as always to be with you. Thank you here. If you've gotten our podcast, a million and a half people have downloaded our podcast onto their device. So they get notified and they can easily listen in and watch. Thank you so very much for that as well, you guys. Wendy Bell Radio, wherever you get your favorite podcasts. So we are talking today about liars. And liars really can't stop Lying, there is a an undeniable snowball effect. And it starts small, and it probably starts innocently enough in a lot of instances for us. And then you got to keep it going. And then you've got to keep the lies straight. And it can be very, it's very stressful. The short-term game, uh, gain of, of telling a lie might be bigger than telling the truth, but in the end... Oh my gosh, what a horrible life. It's ravaging. Just look at some of these hacks. So I found an article today, and I want to read it to you. One, because it's interesting. So Georgia, lots of eyes on Georgia. Obviously, Donald Trump's um, 2020 case is is there with Fannie Willis, et cetera, et cetera. But it's bigger than that, because Donald Trump is absolutely destroying Joe Biden in a most recent poll. So that's the that's the jumping off point of this story. And I want you to hear how easily and naturally and commonly the media will lie to you. They will not fact check. They will not go back and make phone calls and double check people and do their own investigating. And that is a very big danger that Donald Trump called out in Des Moines on Monday after clobbering all of his competitors at the Iowa caucuses. It's a 10 second soundbite. We played it for you yesterday, but it is so true. And it lets us jump off into this article from the Atlantic Atlanta Journal Constitution. Listen. The fake news would become real and honest news 
90% of our problems in this country would be solved. They would be solved. Uh, you know what? Uh, who knows what the percentage would be? And I understand his point. But he's right. It is such a dangerous game to purposefully deceive to achieve a desired political objective. That is propaganda. That is media today. And as a former journalist for decades, it's disgusting to me. So I want to read you this article. Atlanta Journal-Constitution, AJC.com, headline. AJC poll, Trump leads Biden in pivotal Georgia. Even the headline is manipulative because what it should say is that in the state that Joe Biden allegedly won by something like 12,000 votes in 2020, Trump is absolutely pulverizing this guy. Here's your story. President Joe Biden trails former President Donald Trump in a head-to-head rematch in Georgia, according to an Atlanta Journal-Constitution poll of registered voters that shows the Republican with a solid 45 to 37 percent lead over the Democratic incumbent. Do you guys do you guys know? Of course, you know, that's huge. Two percent when an incumbent is down by one or two percent in regular times. People are like, oh, my gosh, pants on fire running around like. ah!" And they bury the lead in not just the headline of the story, but in the beginning with a ho hum, you know, plain Cheerios, skim milk. Bleh. Donald Trump's kicking his butt. <laughs> 47, 45 to 37, eight points. The poll showed nearly 20% of Georgians weren't ready to support either candidate. That's the next manipulative play. Yeah, he's destroying the old man in the oval, right? But so many people really don't like this matchup. They would rather go with somebody else. And we're going to do whatever we can to lay that egg for you. Biden is hurt by soft support among many Democratic and independent voters who were crucial to his narrow 2020 victory over Trump in Georgia, including 10 percent of black voters who say they don't plan to vote in the White House race at all. Compounding Biden's struggles in Georgia are his low approval ratings. About 62% of registered voters are critical of the president's job performance. A slim majority say they strongly disapprove of the Democrat. The president's backing among independents is dismal, with only 37% giving him favorable reviews. Guys, that is monstrous in a swing state. With a rematch of a nail-biter, if you believe any of the results from 2020, and I'm sorry... And black voters, the party's most loyal constituency, they're split over his handling of the nation's top office. Here's where things go sideways. Trump faces his own challenges in a state where he's gone to war with Republican incumbents who refused his demands to overturn the election results in 2020. I want to read that to you again. That is a 
lie. That is a lie. You know, if, if reporters actually picked up the phone, if they actually even tried, if they weren't on the dole, if they weren't under the thumb of the left, of this media complex of suck, we wouldn't have such shoddy, obnoxious, deceitful journalism. And Donald Trump wouldn't have said on Monday, 90% of our problems would go away if these clowns just friggin' told the truth. Trump faces his own challenges in a state where he has gone to war with Republican incumbents. Gone to war. He called the Secretary of State Republican Hackmore from Hackville, Brad Raffensperger, who we know, but this journalist with the Atlanta Journal-Constitution apparently wasn't up to speed on, who we know recorded the conversation with Donald Trump when Trump said, you know what, we've gotten some issues. We've had a lot of reports, Brad. And you being the main election dude in the state as the secretary of state, this is within your purview. And Brad Raffensperger lied to the president and said, no, 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 we've conducted an audit of all of our machines. Everything looks hunky-dory. Nothing wrong here. Lied to his ear on the phone. Catherine Engelbrecht tells us so. And then what what did Brad Raffensperger do? I wonder if the Atlanta Journal-Constitution reporter looked into this. He deleted segments. He changed the transcript of the conversation he had with Donald Trump to make it sound as though the president was asking him to fudge things on his behalf, which did not happen. And then what did they do? Raffensperger ran the wrap-up smear. He gave to the Washington Post a bogus transcript of a call that he had manipulated, gave it to the Post, who ran with the headline. Donald Trump tried to interfere and overturn the election. And that gave birth to who? Fannie Willis. Do you see how the chain reaction of deceit and propaganda lasts far longer than the ultimate oh yeah about that sorry yeah yeah that's not really what happened but oh well what difference does it now make right hillary nearly one-fifth of republicans say they don't plan to support trump and his comeback or are undecided. Ladies and gentlemen, I have given you an entire article. We've read four lines of it. In the first one, they buried the lead. Georgians are going for Trump and Biden's getting his butt kicked, right? In the second, they try to water it down and say, yeah, people don't really want to vote for him anyhow. It's sort of undecided right now. They don't like him. Three, they lied about Trump reaching out to Brad Raffensperger. And four, right, they want to continue the narrative that it's time for something different. Aren't we so tired of this? 
Shame on you, Atlanta Journal-Constitution, and shame on you, author Greg Bluestein and Michelle Baruchman. You guys officially suck. Quick timeout. I'm back with more on the Wendy Bell Radio Network after this. Now, I imagine all of these morons who fly to Davos, Switzerland, to, to sit and hobnob like blowhards. Oh, everybody, the climate, the sky is falling. Oh, it's snowing. Climate change. There's wind. Climate change. So stupid. And I'm sure they're all hobnobbing up there in their Canada goose jackets that cost $1,200 at a minimum. And they're looking at all the plebes. Ah, give them some crickets. Take away their stoves and their ceiling fans. Right? But there's something that's really weird going on that's not there. And it's called reality. And the reality is the push for so much of this nonsense is it's unsupported. It's unacceptable. And it's just stupid. Got a Breitbart poll. 65% of Americans say they are unlikely to buy electric cars as they strand drivers in winter freeze. Who would have thought, right? Huh. The overwhelming majority of Americans said on Tuesday they are unlikely to consider buying an electric vehicle. But wait, there are some very intriguing things to this poll. The poll comes as EVs strand drivers at their homes and off the sides of roads amid a winter freeze sweeping the United States. Rasmussen reports released the poll, finding that 65% of American adults said they're not likely to consider buying an EV when purchasing their next car, including 37% who say, hell no, basically. Fewer than 3 in 10 Americans say they would actually consider buying one. Now, that makes us ask ourselves, well, who? Who would actually think about this? After seeing all the reports, seeing the video of the people at the Tesla charging stations, they are stuck with a dead hunk of $65,000 suck, right? But it's nice inside. Oh, that's right, when the heat's on. In particular, the poll shows how EVs remain a status fixture for the nation's wealthy. It's a status fixture, you know. About 52% of those making at least $200,000 said they are likely to purchase an EV as their next car. 52%, including about one-third who said they're very likely. Absolutely. I'm... It's almost a done deal. Mm -hmm. Well, what about all of this video? Ah, you, pff, I, I really want one of these. It's super important to me. It looks good in my driveway, doesn't it? I can show my neighbors. <laughs> what do you think? Meanwhile, let's talk about the working folk. Not saying that people who make $200,000 aren't working. But let's talk about people at the lower economic realm. <laughs> More than seven in 10 working and lower middle class Americans making 30 to $50,000 a year say they are not considering buying in an EV, including 46% who say not even remotely, which is what I call hell no, right? What is it? The more money you make, the less likely you are to make reasonable decisions. What's going on? 
The poll comes as a winter freeze blasts across the United States, leaving EV drivers stranded at their homes and on the sides of roads in the Chicago, Illinois area, where I'm sure J.B. Pritzker is driving around. Uh, EVs have piled up at Tesla charging stations as the cars become immobile because of the temperature. A Consumer Reports survey, this is the last line, very brief story, a Consumer Reports survey conducted late last year found that EVs have an almost 80% more problems than gas-powered cars using traditional combustion engines. So let's see here. Hmm. So they cost more. They're completely um, inconsistent. Uh, they break down. Uh, they're more expensive to fix. Uh, well, tell me what I'm getting out of this. What am I getting out of this? What is it about the American worker who makes eh, thirty dollars to $50,000 a year who can see all of that and say no versus the wealthier American worker who's like, I totally got to get me some of that, right? You're buying into a narrative that has changed the paradigm on our parties. Remember when the Republican Party... We were supposed to be all the rich white people, the fat cats, the people who got tax breaks. They could run indiscriminately. All they cared about was money. And the Democrats were all about the working dude, right? Oh, the guy with the work boots who's got dirty fingernails who's out dealing with it. Complete switch. And all of a sudden, you have this lower to lower middle class group of hardworking Americans who see exactly what the Democrat Party is selling. Something that is unaffordable, unreasonable, unreliable, and can we just say it? Stupid. Hmm. Now, if you're part of that group, welcome. We accept you with open arms and welcome you here at the table of conservative exceptionalism. All right, when we come back, ladies and gentlemen, on the Wendy Bell Radio Network, all they do really is is lie about this border situation. We got to bounce back because the White House just gets blisteringly fact-checked for a lie that is disgusting. I'll tell you what it is next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. There's so many people who have jobs in this country that are very difficult under this administration and that are, by and large, difficult under any any Democrat. Anybody who has uh, signed on mentally or actually for real to this whole idea of globalization, that we should live under one central government, that there should be one kind of digital currency, that we should have one unilateral wand-waving pharmaceutical um, god. Who, who preaches to us and tells us what we need to stay healthy. Well, I mean, I trust none of these hacks, but their effects on all of us. I mean, think about the effects of these ridiculous rules and regulations and, and how all of this emission standards and, and jazz for trucking, for farming, for, for all of this stuff involving getting the most precious resources that we need on store shelves and on our kitchen tables. We are just being, we are being drowned in stupid red tape nonsense that everything is predicated on slow, predictably slow, ineffective, unimaginable 
mismanagement. That in a nutshell is your federal government. And I think that is a cover. That dysfunction allows them to siphon money off of so many things. I mean, people don't go into government because it makes them feel good. They go because they get rich, by and large. I mean, that is what it is. How do you go in making x thousand dollars a year and come out as Elizabeth Warren will with more than $100 million? Like, come on. Well, what are we doing? But I have a great empathy for the people who work in Customs and Border Enforcement. Because they have been such the whipping children, the whipping boys of purposeful, manufactured, premeditated, scripted lies. And the the first lie was that there's uh, something inhumane about saying no to people who want to just march into your country. That, That you saying no somehow makes you a bad person, which is so dumb and you know that. But how it had to develop how the story, how the lie had to snowball to reach the point where we are today, where actual officials with the Biden administration, Customs and Border agents have been seen snipping the wires to open up ways for migrants to come in in between checkpoints so that the steady stream of migration can continue. Woof. Why would you do that? Well, I got this article on the Daily Wire, and I think this is a great, a great read that we should go through because it's an instance in which a whopper dropped by the, the White House is almost instantaneously debunked and ridiculed in real time. And it's important. Headline, White House fact-checked by own officials on migrant drowning. So you remember the story we brought you a couple weeks ago. And it was that Greg Abbott is the governor of Texas, whose state has been absolutely trampled by this mass of humanity, millions and millions and millions and millions of people, finally saying enough is enough. There's a park, it's 46 acres, and it's a a prime spot where illegals are coming into the country. Well, we are going to mobilize our own Texas military. And because the border under Joe Biden is not secure and the border agents refuse to do anything about that same way cops were told to stand down during George Floyd riots because that makes sense. Abbott said we're going to take security into our own hands and that really ticked off the administration. Got to have a little lie tit for tat. This is it and it's gross. A Biden administration official, a Biden administration claim rather that the state of Texas prevented federal border patrol agents from rescuing three migrants who drowned at the southern border, was undermined by its own Department of Justice. The allegation from Biden's Department of Homeland Security. Is anybody surprised that Alejandro Mayorkas, the dirtbag lying filth that he is, that it would be the DHS that would be the source of this ridiculosity? I'm not surprised at all. The allegation from Biden's DHS that Border Patrol agents, quote, responding to a distress call from the Mexican government were physically barred by Texas officials from entering the area. So Mayorkas crew says we got a word. People were drowning. We got to get to them. But because Greg Abbott 
has taken control of this section of the border. Our guys with Customs and Border Patrol weren't allowed over to help them. Debunked. Didn't happen. Not true. And the timeline is what refutes this. The allegation from Biden's Department of Homeland Security, right, saying that they went on to call Texas cruel, dangerous, and inhumane, that Border Patrol agents responding to a distress call were physically barred by Texas officials from entering the area, and the DHS spokesperson calling Texas cruel, dangerous, and inhumane. How dare you, Greg Abbott, push back? This is where things got dicey. The administration's own accounting of the incident, though, by the DOJ makes clear that the allegations against Texas authorities were false. The DOJ states that at 9 p.m. on January 12th, first of all, Texas is a lot warmer than where I am in the land before time, Pennsylvania. Can you imagine, however, trying to cross the Rio Grande? At nine o'clock at night in January. And you want to tell us that you inherited an inhumane system at the border under Donald Trump, where your open doors are encouraging people to put their lives, theirs and the lives of their children, so perilously in danger that they're crossing the Rio Grande at 9 p.m. on a January night. So let's look at this accounting. Biden administration again is pushing a false narrative at the border, now refuted by their own DOJ. The White House claim on Friday night, a woman and two children drowned near Eagle Pass and Texas officials blocked U.S. Border Patrol from attempting to provide emergency assistance. The DOJ filed this, though. The migrants had already drowned at 8 p.m. and Border Patrol didn't inform Texas until an hour later at nine um lost in the shuffle here is that three people drowned who if the border was secure and the world knew they weren't getting in these trips would stop these people wouldn't make these pilgrimages But after the Biden administration said that it happened, here's the Associated Press. U.S. says Texas blocked border agents from entering park to try to save three migrants who drowned. That's called the wrap-up smear, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to lie. We're going to tell the media. The media is going to run with it. They're not going to check it. And then we can use it to say, aha, those Republicans in Texas, those threats to democracy, they don't care about dead migrants. They killed them. How dangerous is that? Texas Public Radio picks it up, too. CBP, three migrants drown in Rio Grande after Texas blocks Border Patrol from rescue. How dangerous is that, my friends? And how predictable. This is exactly like the horseback patrol whipping claims. 
You take a false narrative, you generate the headlines and claim Texas blocked federal rescue efforts leading to the drownings of three migrants, peppering maybe that one was a woman, maybe a couple were kids. Now you're cooking. Republicans just don't care. And that gums up your news for at least 24 hours. Where is the blowback on this? Well, it's interesting. Texas Military Department addressed the claim directly. At no time did Texas Military Department security personnel along the river observe any distressed migrants, nor did TMD turn back any illegal immigrants from the U.S. during this period. Other migrants who struggled as they attempted to cross the Rio Grande into the United States were rescued by the Mexican government about 45 minutes after Border Patrol made Texas authorities aware of the situation. Greg Abbott's office said, Henry Cuellar, 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 whatever. The Democrat from Texas seizing on the drowning to blast the state of Texas for defending its borders argued that it, quote, bears responsibility for the deaths. (laughs) So this is how the game, of course, is played. If you can't get anything by wiretapping Donald Trump, you got to make some crap up. If you can't, If you can't get anything salacious on the the Texas officials who rightly want to secure the border, who want to stop the flow, who want to stop the casualties in the water, who want to stop the migrants from sending their children who are getting raped on the way if their organs are not harvested or they're not sold into virtual servitude in a human trafficking conundrum that nobody in this administration wants to talk about. Then you have to make up a false story. This is called despicable. This is called predictable. And this is how quickly now We are able to diagnose fake news, expose the offenders who, by the way, never get put in YouTube timeout. They're never permanent banned on Facebook. Their Twitter and TikTok feeds don't get bumped. They're allowed to lie predictably again and again. Obviously, the reality is disgusting record-breaking number of Chinese nationals coming across the border, a 1,000% increase in illegal immigration from Afghanistan, Ethiopia, and the Dominican Republic, among other countries. The previous monthly record, and this is for our friend, the freshman White House spokesman, Quentin Folks, who says in his four years, Donald Trump never did anything. Well, in December alone, A total of 308,728 people crossed into the southern border at Texas. And you've got Biden administration officials making up lies to throw you off the real story. All right, when we come back, ladies and gentlemen, on the Wendy Bell Radio program. The lie that Donald Trump is trying to develop his own mercenary military, this army of rogue patriots who are willing to go crazy when he gets back in the office. Well, that's a lie, too. And we'll break that one down for you right after this. 
guys remember Alex Vindman? <laughs> Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Vindman, right? At attention, sir. With that little, you know, he has no lips. Little, can you imagine kissing that? <laughs> Sorry. Pointy nose, beady little eyes. But man, did he hear stuff about that phone call. I heard stuff on that phone call with Zelensky. I mean, I didn't really hear it. Somebody else heard and told me about it. But I, I, I am a big deal. <laughs> yeah, okay. There's a lot of people who need mental health treatment in this country, I think. I think that would be so beneficial for most of us. Headline, Breitbart, never Trumper. <laughs> who worked in his administration. Never Trumper claims Donald Trump wants his own mercenary force. Bomb, bomb, bomb. A never Trumper who served in the Trump Department of Homeland Security. Department of Homeland Security. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got some issues with DHS. I'm just going to say it. Is claiming that former President Donald Trump would. Would. Oh, he would. I know he would. Don't question how I know. I know he would. Assemble his own mercenary force if he's reelected. According, comma, according to a report. (laughs) (laughs) The Daily Mail reported Tuesday that the former DHS official named Miles Taylor. Isn't Miles Taylor, isn't he like an MSNBC or CNN contributor? Isn't he something like that? Hasn't he been on there before? Yeah, him and Claire have been on. He and Grandma Claire McCaskill. With her cookie jar. Uh, You know what? She always looks like she's about to bust out some, some eggs and bacon for us. She's got that grill behind her or whatever behind her with the plates and the flowers and like the cake thing. You're like, gosh, she is so nice. And then she opens up her mouth and it's like, ha ha. The Daily Mail reported Tuesday that the former DHS official, Miles Taylor, claimed on a British news segment. Oh. That Trump wanted his own mercenary force, but security officials managed to, quote, shut down these conversations. Well, I absolutely believe that. Of course. Duh. Who wouldn't? Taylor said, quote, when I was in the administration, Donald Trump wanted to create his own mercenary force in the United States military. He saw that Putin had his his Wagner group in Russia and he wanted to create his own version of this. This is a real story. Now, when anybody tells you, look, this is the truth, it's almost never the truth. And when they tell you, seriously, I'm not lying, they're assuredly lying, right? This is a real story, he says, claiming that he managed to shut down he, 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 Miles Taylor, Miles. He managed to shut down the conversation. He neutralized Donald Trump in his rabid, deranged military way. (laughs) He said he managed to shut down the conversations by saying that it was not a viable approach. That would totally dismantle Donald Trump. You're right. Hey, Earl. Earl, get in here. How are we going to do this? Trump wants to create this mercenary force like Putin has with the Wagner group. What should we do? Well, boss, just tell him it's not viable. Okay. Sounds perfect. What a dumbo. You know, by the way, we found something out about this cat. If you're going to be on the take, if you're going to be one of these leftist hacks who can pop up here and there like the E. Jean Carrolls of the world. Ah! 
It happened in a dressing room 30 years ago. I remember the conversation verbatim like it was yesterday. He touched me, right? You've got to give him cash. Now, she got $5 million. I don't know if she's seen any of it yet. But you got to give these people book deals. We've told you about this, the whole book scam. Well, t- Taylor claimed that Trump asked the National Security Council to look into the idea that he could have his own militia. And he, pub- Taylor, published a book about his time in the Trump administration, had anonymously published an anti-Trump screed in the New York Times. Of course, he's connected to the New York Times. Now, I know a lot of you are familiar with the name. You've heard Miles Taylor's name before, right? Oh, wait, you haven't? Oh, neither have I. That makes me feel a lot better. Well, then, then surely you've you've purchased his book, or as we say, we you you surely had bought it, right? Well, let's bring it up because I have a picture of it. Did I not? Bring, there it is. Look at this blowback. It's it's channeling Joe Biden's inner Fuhrer. It's him like at the at the red drape saying right. Miles New New York Times bestselling author. And if you look further in it, if you go scroll down, I just took the screen grab for those of you who are watching the live video stream. (laughs) If you scroll down, it says it is an instant New York Times bestseller. You, You mean to tell me that this goofball, this Alexander Vindman acolyte, this guy like Cassidy Hutchinson, who's desperate don't even give me 24 hours in the limelight just a just a news cycle of four hours and i'm good right that had so popular he sold so many copies it was an instant new york times bestseller do you do you hear and and smell and feel the wrap-up smear in all of this Come up with something that's totally ridiculous. Then you got to drop it. You got to you got to drop it on a on a salivating source in the media who long ago forgot about objectivity, intellectual curiosity, or I don't know, telling the truth and asking questions. Drop it on them, and they'll be so eager for the scoop that they'll put it out there, and then they'll print it, and then you can merchandise it and use it as some kind of fact. Bing, 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 bing. And that, my friends, is the entirety of the D.C. Beltway. It just shouldn't be this easy, should it? All right. Hour number three of the Wendy Bell Radio program on deck. What about when a liar has so little shame, they lie in church using God's name? Oh, that happened, too, with this administration and Fannie Willis, actually. I've got the proof next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. We'll be right back.